God bless the city of Rock Hill. Rock Hill is such a special place. They're going to know Rock Hill for more than Football City USA. Pathways, Indoor Center, Knowledge Park. It's just a wonderful time to be in Rock Hill right now. The city of Rock Hill is one of the only destinations that fully gets it. It builds world-class venues that are better than anywhere in the United States. Hello and welcome into CityCast, where we aim to keep you informed on all things that are happening within the city of Rock Hill. My name is Matthew Cray, along with my co-host Ashley Studebaker. We thank you for joining us today. In studio with us, we have David Lawrence. David, how's it going? Going well. I'm happy to be here. And David, tell everyone your official title. So I'm the Knowledge Park Redevelopment Manager. And I'm sure that uh, contains a lot of things, which we're going to get into momentarily. But as we do with all our podcasts, we want to get to know you a little bit first and we're going to put a minute on the clock, and we're going to ask you a couple of questions about yourself. Are you ready? Yes. What is the first thing you do every day when you get home? Uh, change my clothes. What is your favorite pizza topping? Pepperoni. What about your favorite food and drink combination? Mm-hmm. Beer and pizza. Name something <laughs> embarrassing you did as a kid. Wow. <laughs> I broke a bike, I think, on purpose. Okay. We'll come back to that. Uh, what is the last place you went on vacation? Um, South Dakota. Favorite thing to do in your free time? Uh, NFL football. Would you rather hibernate like a bear, getting as much sleep as you need, or migrate like a bird and always be in sunny weather? Migrate. Do you have a favorite type of pasta noodle? Not really. Uh, what about a pasta dish? Just, mmm. Baked ziti. A zoo or aquariums? Zoo. All right, and that's up. all the time we have. I want to come back to this bike thing. Do you? Is that a story that you remember? No, it's just like a feeling? after the fact. It's like, <laughs> what were you? What was I thinking? <laughs> Well, very cool. Glad to get to know you a little bit on the fun side. We're going to shift into a little bit on the personal side. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your story of how you got here to the city of Rock Hill. Sure. So I've been with the city about 15 years, moved here from Western New York, just outside Buffalo. Um, Really, my whole adult life uh, right in college and then right after has been in economic development. So I've worked at the town, county and city levels haven't quite got to a state yet but Mm -hmm. there's still time left we'll see um and i just really enjoy it because every single day of all those years has been different and i enjoy it so much because you're literally making a significant difference in the lives of the people who get jobs who have a better place to live so on so forth is economic development something you've always wanted to do well my education background is in urban planning and it's where'd bit, you go uh suny buffalo okay. So, okay. Uh, state university of new york um so it's an offshoot there's different ways you can um, go with your career out with the planning and this brings in the whole business side which i love so it brings in the business part of development and so how specifically did you get from suny buffalo to rock hill so right out of college, I was working at a town, the town I grew up in, actually, and had a fledgling economic development effort. Happened to have a 400-acre business park that needed build out. So I had really great timing with that, um, where they just 
kind of created a position and a role to do that. Then I moved up to the county there, which is a county of about a million people with Buffalo in it. Did a lot of industrial development work. And then just a decision, family as well as career, uh, to go to a better uh, climate, let's say, and not <laughs> just the weather, economically. So the decision was made, we're going to go to the Carolinas. The Carolinas kind of lit up for us as a place to be. And then the Rock Hill opportunity fell into place and the rest is history. So you came to Rock Hill. How long ago was that? And what, what did Rock Hill look like at that point? It was just about 15 years ago, a little bit more. Um, downtown was significantly less active. Um, you know, frankly, we were challenged. Um, I'll probably talk about this later, but, uh, you know, there are developers that we would call would not return our phone calls, didn't want to really wow. invest anything. In, and now the shoe's on the other foot, to use a, a phrase. They're calling us saying, hey, I need to come down there and look, and you need to point out some opportunities for me. And it's like, hmm, interesting how, the, how times change. So how long have you been in your role now as far as Knowledge Park? Um, probably around 2012 that all started. Wow. So it, to some people out there, maybe who don't live uh, near downtown or don't go downtown all that often or do and just don't know all the lingo that we use, what is Knowledge Park? So Knowledge Park to me is really, I'm going to answer that in three ways. Okay. Quickly, I will answer All that. Right. <laughs> One, yeah, it is a place. I mean, certainly it's a it's a geographic place. It's Although we try not to put very hard, firm boundaries on it. Generally speaking, it's Winthrop University, Cherry Road into there, and then head through what was the textile corridor, which is now rapidly redeveloping, into downtown, and you end up more or less at Fountain Park. So it's it's that down uh, part of downtown, but it's the, the core area. Beyond just a place, though, it is truly a strategy. So it's a urban redevelopment strategy. You redevelop these former uses, vacant sites, so on and so forth. We had in the past a number of different plans. We more or less collapsed or folded those all into what is now the whole Knowledge Park initiative. So, yes, we know your title here at the city of Rock Hill, mm -hmm. but what role do you specifically play in the Knowledge Park development? Right. So in the past, when we started this out right around 2012, 2013, we had to build consensus. So we had a group called Knowledge Park Leadership Group back then, which was both public and private. We brought them together. It was informal. There were no, like, bylaws. Nobody had an official anything. It was just all these key influential people, property owners, business uh, management, what have you, all pulling in the same direction. So that, that was the beginning. My role also back then, uh, and others in the department, of course, city council, whole host of people involved, went out and found the developer, which ended up being a group out of Baltimore, partnered up with the local folks, Gary Williams, Skip Tuttle, et cetera, and, and the rest is history on the university center site, the old bleachery. And now flash forward to now, uh, the last handful of years I'm involved in just a whole bunch of these redevelopment projects because that first one University Center has now you know in every direction a few blocks in every direction there's redevelopment projects so those all have city roles to them so you helped head a lot of these up and you help uh, I won't say control but um, you needed you and others around you but also the community the community played a part in this as well what was that so the community, I mean, certainly 
the community as a whole wanted to see this redevelopment happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had just, you could just feel it, underutilized. Um, we weren't quite where we needed to be. So the community, through their support behind uh, Knowledge Park, we saw that with the Knowledge Park action plan. We had 300-some people show up mm. on a few different occasions. Just community to, members. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was all, yeah. all people from all over to um, kind of get behind this, to strategize it, to add uh, support to it. So the community has been involved with it at various points in time. I mean, this has been going on for, what I say, 2013 is when we went out and got yeah. the developer. We're approaching a 10-year ten year uh, program. So when all said and done, as far as everything being built, how long of a process total will this have been? Well, sort of depends how you want to look at that. I mean, University Center, which was the key initial, let's get momentum, let's prove this can be done, that's going to be done in, what, a few years. I mean, they're down, they're more than halfway there. Mm -hmm. um, but if you look more wider, this goes on, I don't know if I could put a date on that. I mean, I think it goes on for another 10 years at least because there's just so much to be redeveloped. Um, and so, yeah, I think a minimum of 10 years more. So you're not putting labels on it. It's, it's like a <laughs> not relation. Not putting a limit on it. <laughs> a limit. It's ever evolving, it sounds like. Yeah, well, no. that, that's very cool. Uh, whether it's now or in the future, as you said, not putting a limit on it, what impact does this development strategy have and what impact could it have moving forward? So the impacts, it's kind of funny. When we first sort of dreamed this up and designed it, it was very much, it still is to some extent, but it was very much front and center, you know, job strategy, jobs. We plow jobs into here. Um, it's going to be great because you'll have people, you have the incomes, you'll have that daytime population. Kind of to me, in a kind of a nice way, actually, there still are there's still a fair amount of jobs, but the residential part, and I have a feeling that has a lot to do with macro issues. Has to do with, I mean, um, apartments and multifamily living has just the last 10, 15 years nationwide has um has taken off so we're seeing it here too the nice part is we're getting the jobs we're also getting the people living here so um the jobs puts a lot of people in your market on a daytime basis but then the weekend and the evening not so much the residential gives you that 24 hour and then we have things like the sports arena which even add to that it gives a lot of weekend activity so to me we've really evolved to a much better balance even but number one impact, getting back to the question, had to do with um, being a job center. We, we already were, and now we're just extending that even more. And you're going to see that, especially at the thread, which is going to be the real big hit, big, big amount, big addition of jobs. And you guys talk about having a knowledge, uh, knowledge based jobs. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? So you could spend all afternoon looking up oh. definition of <laughs> knowledge industries and knowledge jobs it's you know it's using your head more than your hands it's design engineering lots of it um and so i use it very broadly it's mm. it's all those kind of things it's it's science and math it's 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 a very broad clearly it's not hard manufacturing right um it's not 
necessarily entertainment. It's but it's it's design work. IT based work, that kind of stuff. It could be designing a photo, Absolutely. editing a video, right. IT stuff. Right. Very cool. There's also a lot of retail um, and restaurant space, if you will, though. So that, I would assume, brings a lot of just kind of general miscellaneous jobs for people. Absolutely. Yeah. That brings as well. And, and uh, sorry, I'm just going to pause there and mark the tape. Um, what type of planning process did you guys undergo? And you talked about it a little bit to take this venture from an idea to what it is now. So the, the very key piece, I mean, leading up to, let's say around 2012, we had a number of different plans we were working. There was a plan specifically for what I'll say, the other side of the tracks from where we are now, we're at city hall. So the other side was the textile corridor. There's a plan for that. There was a plan right for the downtown. There was, other stuff going on in neighborhoods, mostly housing related, sort of brought those together. Um, and then um, the real key piece, the, the, the thing that happened was the bleachery finally became available for redevelopment. Um, the, the prior history ran its course, the city got title to it, cleaned it up, and that was the pivotal point to me of it's time to get private investment on here after we were, I think five million is the figure that, that I recall right now into it for cleaning it up. And so that leadership group was formed and other folks like Derek Close and Gary Williams who had properties kind of put their properties into the effort. And we had one group that let's do this strategy and let's go find a developer and the rest has been history since then. So I do want to uh, backtrack a little bit as far as the beginning of this whole thing, because you've clearly you've been here from the start. So how did the knowledge park redevelopment strategy? Who how did that begin? Um, the impetus for it was the bleachery site. OK, so bleachery site becomes um, owned by the city. We cleaned it up during the big recession actually great timing in hindsight um here we are with 23 acres sitting in the middle of the city backing up to winthrop um but we're still a undesirable is kind of a strong word but we're not a we're not a hot like wow that site will just it'll just go in a matter of moments we had to we had to package that and part of the packaging was to show developers wow if you come here the whole community is wants this to happen um, we have incentives lined up. We're the utility provider. We own the site. We've, uh, we can do permitting. We can you know, move that through uh, without a lot of delays. So we packaged that. We even packaged it to the point where we identified, hey, these are some potential development opportunities that could go on this site. Things like arena, things like, hey, student housing is needed for the, for the um, university next door. And we ended up getting 10 proposals and we were, I think we were all thrilled with that because the recession was over by then, but you were still feeling the after effects of it with lending and, and other issues. So um, that was really the impetus for it was the bleachery and what, what are we gonna do with it? We gotta get that in private hands. So this Knowledge Park is kind of like a puzzle, a limitless puzzle, if it you is. will. <laughs> Um, and, and I want to work through this in some, I've tried to order these in some geographical sense, 
but just what these projects will be when they're built out. So you've talked about a lot, a lot about the University Center. I actually want to back up a little bit down the street is the Annex. What is the Annex right. property? What it, do we hope it will become? So the Annex is a interesting site. It was uh, for many years, decades, it was a city-owned site, and various things were stored there. Dumpsters, utility poles, things of that nature. Um, it's two and a half acres that's usable once there's a little uh, water that runs through there, but it's about two and a half acres. Developer that we're working with now would like to do multifamily there, looking at townhomes on that site. And that is where in uh, correlation to the University Center? So it's uh, right along the traffic circle. Uh, okay. So you, get, you go from University Center down White Street, just before you hit the traffic circle, there's a very flat piece of uh, <laughs> property. And that's the, uh, the, we call it the annex site. What about, um, what ab I know you touched a lot on University Center, so we'll just go, what's the, what about the Herald property? So the Herald property, very recently in the last couple months, White Point Partners uh, has signed a development agreement with the city. They are acquiring the Herald site as well, a couple, as well as a couple other parcels right up on White Street. Um, they have been a high profile, um, much, what's the word, uh, lauded uh, developer in Charlotte and other places in the South. Their plan is to do apartments there as well as some commercial. Um, previous to that, we did we were working for a while on a senior housing project. Just could not get that to come together. That developer could not uh, get the investors ultimately together. So we switched gears and had another uh, great developer in White Point going to work on that. Does that happen often where you guys have to switch gears kind of on the fly to change what your plans were? Absolutely. There's so many factors that come into play. Um, a lot of it is investors, economic issues, whether it's uh, germane here or worldwide issues with interest rates or um, regulations or what have you. So, And then just personalities, frankly. There's, there's a lot of moving pieces and uh, proposed projects do fall apart and it happens all over not just here so at the university center site you guys have the indoor arena a parking garage a hotel the nest student housing building and then the lowenstein building kind of backs up to that mm -hmm. what else is still to come so still to come is what i would call a multi-use building it'll be a parking structure the bus system will will go in and out of there as well as uh, retail, the rapid, so it's not so um, like dominant. The view of it is not, oh, that's a parking deck. It'll be more of a, mm -hmm. oh, that's a parking deck with retail wrapped around <laughs> it. Uh, they get creative to do that. Also an apartment building, uh, probably just market rate, uh, as well as more student housing. They've been really well received over there. They've sold that out fast. And uh, the power plant and the weave, are those two sites you're planning for that area as well? Yes. The weave is that multi-purpose um, building I talked about. Okay. And then the power plant. I did, I did fail to mention that. Power plant, to me, is probably the most challenging building over there. Um, it is... And that's the one by the smokestacks, yeah, correct? It's got a basement in it with water that comes in, <laughs> a, a natural spring, I'm told. Um, about 10 feet of water will naturally happen there. And then the... Uh, the structure itself, it's its kind of thin. So once you take all that stuff that's come out of there, there were boilers and everything else, you have to kind of shore it up. I'm just told from people that know a lot more than I do mm -hmm. that it's a very challenging um, structurally 
to do what they want to do. They're going to put floors in there. Oh, wow. They probably want to do three or four floors. And there'll be actually some residential up above and then some kind of entertainment space in the, in the main part. Very cool. Would you say, uh, going with University Center, that the Rock Hill Sports and Events Center was a big reason that many developers just came or were interested in the Knowledge Park area in general? Yeah, I do. I think, to me, it creates that um, diversity for your market. That's What does that exactly mean? What I mean by that is you're not just, well, great, this community has a great uh, daytime population Monday through Friday. That sports arena gives us a whole bunch of evening and weekend people. So if we're strong with office and then the evening and weekend, we're strong with the arena most weeks of the year, it certainly appears. And then kind of overriding all that is now you put people living there too. Your market is just much more um, diverse and it's constant. I think so moving forward with uh, the next project would be the thread. Um, so we know there's retail and restaurant, um, maybe some business space in there. Can you kind of elaborate on the thread a little bit? Yeah, the thread is huge. I mean, it's 400,000 square feet, but in its current configuration, it's just really a giant box with floors in it. I mean, it's a distribution center. So they're going to dramatically change that. Uh, just the way the building operates will be dramatically changed. The plan is to put literally an atrium down the middle so you're going to take out 50, maybe 60 or 70,000 square feet to get light into the building from straight up mm. above to that atrium because it is so big um, that just putting some windows around the perimeter, it's still not enough. People aren't going to want to be in there. It'll still be too dark and, and, and just uh, lighting. So the 400,000 comes down to, let's say, 325,000, which still is huge. Right. Um, Primary uses will be office, and then sprinkled in amongst there will be restaurants, some kind of meeting space, some services. By and large, though, the, the dominant use there is office. Um, they have basically said they're not going to do anything residential. That's, that's being handled in a lot of other projects nearby, so that's good. <laughs> so I'm working my way down White Street. Mm -hmm. I go by the Annex. I go by University Center. I go mm -hmm. by the Thread. Every so often when I work my way down, there's this train that just sits in the way, and it's... <laughs> I can't get by. I have to right. take a detour. There is a plan for that for right. people who are on their feet. What is that plan? Right. So try as we might, we tried to get the trains. Other people spent a lot of um, time and energy working with the railroad to try to get the trains kind of moved out of downtown, do their switching and that elsewhere. That didn't happen. So they're still with us and, and they have a right to be there and they will be there. Um, so what we're doing instead is putting this pedestrian bridge. So it's currently being designed now, and it's an important part with these developers. It's going to land, so to speak, on either side of Dave Lyle. It lands in the old Herald site. So White Point is doing that, and literally we're planning, okay, where does this land? How does it connect? Because we don't want it to be just kind of this standalone bridge that appears on the landscape. What I mean the opposite is what we want to happen is we want to tie it to development. We want to tie it to an office building, tie it to a parking deck so it's connected and it just you just keep going. Not just this kind of, oh, there's a bridge there and nothing around mm -hmm. it. Um, so the pedestrian bridge is an effort, especially when you have these visitors, um, to move them around and, and not have the train 
be as be much of an obstacle. So it's to connect to the you said the Herald property, mm-hmm. and then it goes over Dave Lyle mm-hmm. to which street? To what is now the parking lots on the side of uh, where where Wells Fargo is? Okay, um, just the other side. So spans both the railroad and Dave Lyle. And the pedestrian bridge personally piques my interest. And I want to know, are there a lot of these? I've never heard of a pedestrian. Um, I wouldn't say a lot. I mean, they are, we found a lot about them as we yeah. started looking at this. Um, I couldn't give you a percentage of cities our mm-hmm. size, but it's it's certainly way less than half. But, right. but yeah, as you start looking around there, it's it's used. Now, did, did you guys go take a look at any other bridges to kind of get a picture in your head of what you wanted this bridge to look like? Some folks did. Um, I was involved mostly in the um, maybe why do we need this, how would it work, because you get into things like you still have to be, uh, and you should be, ADA compliant, mm-hmm. and, what ha- and you have to comply with the railroad. They want the bridge up. I forget the figure. It's 23 feet, 28 feet something like that to stay away from the trains and such. So it becomes a bit of an engineering um, task to put it mildly to, well, it has to be so high, but yet it needs to be sloped at such a way. So a wheelchair, bikes, whatever can get across. So you start thinking about, well, we can't quite do stairs. Do we do elevators? Do we do ramps? And we don't want the ramps to be, because then they consume too much valuable real estate. So I was kind of involved in, in much more of that. Now we are getting into, hey, how does this look? Do we reflect our history? Do we make it complement the, the architecture on either side? You try to do all of that, and you work at it to, to satisfy all that with a look. Another nearby project is the link. What will be going on the link site, and where is that? So the link is a little slow right now. Um, the link is the city parking lots um, along White Street and also Dave Lyle behind where is where is now Wells Fargo. Um, that's where the bridge would be. That's connecting right. On the the other bridge side. will connect. So we were we were focused on that with uh, White Point and them, and then the Herald opportunity came up. They liked the Herald, so they sort of turned their attention over to the Herald site. So this site is certainly not forgotten. It's just maybe taking a second to a second place to the Herald. But ultimately, the thinking there would uh, apartments has been discussed there uh, as well. There's just there's a lot of demand for apartments. Uh, it's probably the most successful type of real estate that. And now the last uh, couple of years with COVID distribution, probably worldwide, honestly, distribution is just. Uh, seeing a lot of demand mm. um, but apartments for a variety of, of reasons uh, mobility financial reasons just uh, lifestyle choices um, you see we see a lot of department developers and we're actually catching up to a lot of markets Charlotte's the most obvious one and you see what happened in South End where there's just apartments after apartment and they're very successful is the is the exchange solely just apartments? Primarily, it is. Okay. Yeah, I mean the three. There'll be three new buildings. They're going up now. They're making great progress, and then um, some of the buildings that were retained on the site, right up on on uh, White Street, those are going to commercial. In fact, the Mercantile is going 
they're expanding into one of those buildings. And the exchange will have a, a couple, as you said, a couple buildings. What will be in those different buildings aside from housing? So retail, traditional retail, mercantiles going in there, and then That's restaurant right. kind of space. So the Cotton Warehouse, elaborate a little bit on that and what will be going there as well. So the Cotton Warehouse is an older um very old actually it's about four thousand square feet you see it from dave lyle uh just there by the uh trestle the railroad trestle um they are doing what's called a i've heard it called a poor house p-o-u-r house um and that's next to the little kind of cut through road exactly to dave lyle, southern yeah southern street so uh it's kind of one of these places you get a wristband or however they do it mm -hmm. and it's a it's an entertainment kind of thing uh, beers and that kind of stuff very cool and, and right next door you have the oakland auto site or the former good motor site uh what will be neighboring the cotton warehouse so across the street if you take go up further to oakland oakland auto is across uh oakland itself uh, lad purser has had that they continue to work on it i don't have anything to announce there there's a couple things in the works we'll see if <laughs> they we'll see if they happen so we might bring you back on. Maybe. <laughs> we, we've broken news on the podcast before. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so I this list seems never-ending, but is Fountain Park going to be changing much? Yes. Um, you know, there's been a, some additional demolition by Comporium uh, around uh, the park itself. They have plans to do a mixed-use building down there with both residential and commercial. I don't have a time frame on that. And the other probably two significant pieces uh the performing arts center is still um is still planned at, at a future date and i think the hotel is also very much the market needs to mature for that i mean you've got a hotel over at university center there was a whole bunch of hospitality built out on the interstate both in fort mill as well as in rock hill so the the hotel world has really um, added a lot of supply in the last, what, five years plus mm -hmm. or minus. But as the market matures, there still is there's still is plans to have a hotel at Fountain Park. That'd be cool. That'd be awesome because I hear the Cambria, a part yeah. of all this, is booked Doing all well. the time. Okay, yep. but great. So we have the Cotton Warehouse, not to be confused with the Cotton Factory. Uh, what does the Cotton Factory add to the Knowledge Park area? So the Cotton Factory has been a you know, tremendous project. It was one of the very first with the redevelopment effort. You have Springs Creative in there. You have Williams and Fudge in there. Uh, frankly, some changes have happened with COVID and people working from home. So maybe they don't need perhaps as much space long term for people on site. The other thing that that is going to happen is Springs Creative is going to move out of their space and move just up the street to the to the thread and be a, uh, a tenant in their own project, so to speak, <laughs> meaning meaning the principals. Um, so that's going to open an, op an opportunity and that space, especially if you reconfigure it just a little, put more windows in and such, that could actually be retail space because it's right up on White Street. And with everything else going on, it's very possible. Now, I know that most of these projects have a while before they're built out. So I'll just go through and for the ones that you can tell me when you think or hope that they would reach full build out. Does that sound good? Sure. All right. The annex. Two years. University Center. Hmm. Three years. The Herald property. Three years. The Thread. Hmm. 
<laughs> not That's sure. Tough, not sure because there's so much of it. And off corporate office, I'm going to use the word weird right now. It's okay. kind of weird. The market because is? Because nationwide, okay. worldwide, big blocks of office space. Mm, you just don't know because of the COVID effects. That's true. So we'll put TBD beside that one. Yeah, uh, the, I think. <laughs> the pedestrian bridge. Four years? Uh, the link. Don't know. The exchange. Oh, gosh. A year. Less than a year. Uh, Cotton Warehouse. Year and a half. Oakland Auto. Three years. And then do you have anything for Fountain Park Place? No. I don't think you don't have a handle on that. No. Gotcha. But there are plans. We just don't know. It's like another lightning round. Speed round. (laughs) Yeah. So I want to maybe get clarification for people. The perch is not a part of Knowledge Park, or it is. So... It's funny. You mentioned the perch. There's actually two projects named the perch. So as far as I know, unless they've changed and haven't <laughs> told me. So the second student housing building at University Center is called the perch. Oh, that okay. is coming quickly because they were so well received that it's like, yeah, we're going to do a second one. I mean, they they leased that up fast. Wow. Um, and then there's the perch at the corner of uh, Oakland and Cherry, which is Warren Norman's project. Um, and that. Yeah, I mean, it's part of Knowledge Park. Yeah, it's right on the edge, but yeah. Limitless, Ashley. you got to think limitless. Limitless, yes. So you've been here from the start for Knowledge Park and all the planning. What has been the most exciting part for you throughout this whole process? I love this question. Okay, (laughs) that's good. So I have a one-word answer for that, but then I'll elaborate on it in a number of ways. The word acceptance comes to mind. And I say acceptance... um, acceptance by developers i tell that the same story i said before the same folks who were in their roles nine ten eleven years ago wouldn't return phone calls wouldn't hop in the car and drive over and look didn't want to talk to you about anything there's nothing there that interests me thanks but no thanks are the same folks now who say hey i need to come down there are you available what can you show me how can we make that happen so you're accepted by the developers you're accepted by you know, tenants, same thing. Um, didn't have any interest. Mm, I don't want to come there. There's just not enough opportunity for me. Now they say to us, where can I go? Where can you put me? <laughs> How much? When can it happen? Um, our own citizens, you know. Um, uh, oh, it's not pretty. It's not safe. There's nothing to do. Now it's like, wow, I want to be there. I want to live there. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> I want to go there. When's the next event? So to me, all of that is captured under acceptance. You go from being the no one wants to go out with you to everyone wants to go out with you. And it's very exciting. Similar but different question. In my career, there are a couple projects I look back on. I remember I put a lot of uh, sweat and tears into them and they turned out exactly the way I want to. And I'm the type where I just want to show them to everyone, whether they care about what I was doing or not. <laughs> Do you kind of feel that way with this area where you've put your blood, sweat and tears on the line? And now it's blowing up for lack of a better phrase. And hey, hey, come look at this. Like yeah. I helped with this. Absolutely. There's yeah. a sense of pride that comes with yeah, it. I do it with people I know, friends, <laughs> family, what have you. Yes. I don't blame you. That's so awesome. <laughs> Is there anything big that we're missing that you would like to add? No. Just, uh, no, I think we've covered it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for joining us here on the CityCast. Uh, one more question? I do want to, uh, for people who would like more information, where can they go? Um, 
Rock Hill USA uh, website is Rock Hill Economic Development, works on projects with the city. Um, just a variety of information there across all aspects from our business park, which we still do. We've been doing that for decades. Uh, other folks in the office uh, and then Knowledge Park is all covered there as well. Well, thank you for joining us yes, on today's edition of the Rock Hill City Cast, and we hope to have you on again. Great. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Rock Hill City Cast. Episodes are available each week to stream on SoundCloud, Google, and Apple Podcasts. To keep up with City of Rock Hill information, follow us on social media.